Hi there, Scott Rockfile, back with another podcast review for you. Going to talk about the new Steelbook 4K edition of the 2006 film, Crank. This was not a movie I was going to upgrade into 4K because I remember back in the day that it was filmed on like 1080p cameras and digital video and stuff like that. And then it was hyper stylized and over edited and just blown out and they did all sorts of crazy stuff to it. But when you read the reviews, the hardcore reviews of the audio and video quality, the video on the 4K is different than the Blu-ray. The Blu-ray looks fantastic, but it was made for a 1080p presentation. 4K changes things and adds HDR. And I got to say, some of the spectral highlights and things like that were pretty impressive, even though some of the footage didn't look 4K crispy, if you will, because it never was to begin with. So I had not really thought about it, but as I've mentioned before, Lionsgate is putting out these steelbooks for random 4K. Some of them, like The Man Who Fell to Earth, have never been available in 4K in this country before. That was a great steelbook. Um, other ones like this one, why do they release Crank when it's already been out on 4K for a few years? No idea, but it's a really cool steelbook. The The artwork works. You take the slipcover off. You get Chevchelios likeness come off, and you see the skeleton underneath, and it's all electrified. And Anyway, going back to the movie, this was directed by Neville Dean Taylor. Two guys, one's Mark, one's Brian. I think it's Mark Neville Dean and Brian Taylor, maybe vice versa. They directed several movies together. They were camera operators, cinematographers. Um, they wrote the movies. They directed them. Crank, on the scene, they, they, writer, director, producers, and camera operators jumped on the scene. Everybody was talking great about them. Wow. This was just like, kind of like they talked about Tarantino. He's a force of nature. The, these two guys. Wow. And, then they made um, the, the sequel to Crank, and then Gamer, mm. and then Jonah Hex, which they didn't direct, but they did write and work on, and then Ghost Rider, the sequel, The Spirit of Vengeance. And after that, 2011, they stopped doing things together. So anyway, um, those other movies are fine. Uh, Gamer is not as bad as most people say. Jonah Hex was not as terrible. It was a misfire for sure. Both of them were. And even Ghost Rider. There's some parts of that movie I like better than the original Ghost Rider. But overall, the movie's pretty cheesy. But the two guys, they really nailed it on this. Jason Satham, Amy Smart, Dwight Yoakam, Efren Ramirez. Made on a $12 million budget. Filmed in L.A. Made $42.9 million and... A sequel, a video game, and more came after. So, I have not watched this movie in at least a decade. And I popped it in, knowing... I, I saw it several times when it came out and watched it on on uh, Blu-ray. And Anyway, popped it in, haven't seen it in years. Let me take this ride and just kind of, you know, go with it. Had a blast with it. I would say they start running out of tricks in the final third of the movie, although they save a few there. But the first third is just stuffed with every camera trick, every special effect, every speed up the film, slow down the film, edit the film. They do some cut scenes where like, they show a character and then they show another character in a split scene where they're coming up behind them. And then when they finally meet, then it opens up. And They do some really creative cinematography things, some tricks, uh, some directing things, and they get great performances out of pretty much everybody in the film i can't imagine it was easy for amy smart to act like she was having sex in the middle of the street with jason statham maybe it was easy i don't know um but if you've never seen the film i'm not going to get into spoilers it's it's that age-old story that there have been many movies and tv shows and books written about someone gets poisoned and they have a set amount of time to find out who did it and maybe get some revenge 
uh, DOA. DOA was remade with um, Dennis Quaid back in the 80s and 90s. Um, it's been remade again. That story is very common, actually. It's a, it's a, it's a great storyline. You've been poisoned. You've got 24 hours to figure it out or you're going to die. And you're probably going to die anyway, but what are you going to do? It, it creates great drama, great action. It, it, no matter what story you tell with that as the tagline, with that as the basis of it, you're going to have an exciting story. These guys put on top of it, you know, John Wick, Deadpool level of action. It's not realistic. It's over the top. He probably couldn't survive some of the things he does in the movie, but that's okay. This is the this is a the definition of a popcorn action film. You're not watching it because it's going to be a documentary film on how to survive a poison. You're watching Jason Statham mow through the bad guys who have probably killed him. I got to say, the 4K looks great. The Dolby Atmos mix really blows away the original Blu-ray. It was a really good Atmos mix. There's a lot of music in the movie, everything from Loverboy to some punk stuff, all really well done. There's some overhead stuff. I don't know how much directional stuff there was, but it really is in your face pretty much all the time. There's something always going on in the surrounds. It was a very active mix. Looks good on 4K. It's obviously not a movie I'm going to say looks like um, The Revenant. You know, this was not filmed in 4K, does not have a 4K DI. It was captured on HD level equipment on purpose. It's supposed to look that way. But some close-ups and stuff you actually do see. I, I don't know how much of this, if any, was ever filmed on film, but there is some pretty high-definition shots and some close-ups. You can see all the crags and the beard and stuff and Jason Statham, Jason Statham and other people's faces. There's some great surprises in this. Uh, Ephraim Ramirez's character, <laughs> I just had a kick out of it. There's a scene in the beginning of the movie where they talk to each other on the phone. He's like, what were you doing last night? And there's this incredibly fast, quick montage of a really crazy night that the character had the night before. And then he goes back, oh, not much, you know. Well, how about you? And there's a, there's a great lightness, a comedy to what could have been very much a downer of a movie. For most of the movie... Chev Chelios, Jason Statham's character, is trying to get in touch with his girlfriend, Amy Smart, and she doesn't have a cell phone. This is 2006, so there's no smartphones. That's the only thing that really dates the movie in the whole movie is when people pull out a phone. It's like a flip phone, and it's it's terrible old you know text with numbers and all that kind of stuff. But other than that, anyway, she doesn't have a, a cell phone, and he keeps leaving messages on her machine. It turns out she was asleep in bed the whole time while all this is going on in his life. And the way the movie ends is not realistic either, but it led to a a pretty decent sequel, if I remember correctly. And I hope that one day um, Lionsgate may do this steelbook thing for the sequel. I'd like to have them sitting next to each other because these kind of are a moment in time. Um, Watching it now, it holds up with something like a John Wick movie or a Deadpool. It's starting to get a little dated with some of the technology and stuff, but overall... It was an exciting film. It was it was a lot of fun to watch. It was funny. It was uh, a little heartbreaking here and there. And it ends with a, a, a question and the idea that there could be a second one. And, of course, hindsight, we know there is a second one. If you are into steelbooks and stuff, that gets to my highest recommendation. It's another great Lionsgate steelbook. But if this is a movie that you already own, you probably don't need the 4K unless you've got a full Atmos setup. But if you do... The Atmos mix is where it's at to get this. The video looks good, but the Atmos mix, that is the reason why to upgrade in the Steelbook if you're into it. It's about 20 bucks right now at Best Buy before they run out of them. As I mentioned before with Lionsgate Steelbooks, if you buy them when they first came out, uh, come out, there's a little laser etching inside the little opening where you pry it open. 
on the on the side that says first pressing. It's really hard to see on some of them, like the David Bowie, uh, the man who fell to earth. It's it's kind of done in silver against blue. It's really hard to see. Um, but there have been a couple of them that I didn't buy when they first came out, and I got later, and they don't say first pressing on them. Like recently, Dread, the Dread 3D with Carl Urban, was put out in a steelbook two years ago that went out of print. Well, they recently reprinted it, and you can get one now for about 20 bucks instead of paying 100 bucks on, on eBay, but it doesn't say first pressing on the spine on the inside there. Um, so anyway, if you're, if you're going to pick up a movie like this, any of the steelbooks from Lionsgate, and it's one of your favorite movies, get it when it's first coming out, because I don't know if it's going to make it worth more down the road, but I kind of like having first pressing on some of my favorite movies. It just looks cool. Just like if you bought vinyl and it was a first pressing kind of thing, I guess. So, Crank, should you watch it? If you've never seen it, absolutely. Watch it on a streaming service and see how much you like it. If it's one of your favorite movies, I'd spring for the Steelbook. It looks great and it's cheap. It's only about five bucks more than the 4K is right now. So, that's usually the upcharge for a Steelbook is about five, five, ten bucks, depending on the company. So, it's worth it to me. And I really enjoyed the movie. Slotted it back into the collection and we'll pull it out in a year or two and watch it again because it was more fun than I remembered. Crank from 2006. Who knew? It's one of Jason Statham's best performances. He really does a great job with it. I know a lot of it's what would Jason Statham do in this kind of situation, but he's really likable and it was really well done. Amy Smart's character is done. The bad guys are great. Fun flick. Check out Crank if you don't remember it. It's definitely worth a, a watch and worth a steelbook if you're a collector. Scott, I'm Rockfile. This was my podcast. Thank you for taking time every day to listen to it. There's a lot more on the way, and there's about 500 up there you can listen to if this just wasn't enough of my voice. Have a spectacular day, and thank you for listening. Thank you.